during the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit one mean كل سنه طيبين actually this Sunday the last Sunday of the Coptic year when you come next week will be the new Coptic year we wish you all you a very happy new Coptic year uh, it's beautiful how uh, the Coptic year comes with also the start of a new school year I wish all our beautiful children that start school right now uh, uh, God will be with them and will guide them a very successful year also comes with 9-11 which is basically also remind us with the end of life and today's gospel actually as we read last week and this week from Matthew 24 Matthew and also Luke uh, Mark Matthew 24 and Mark 13 these two actually gospels speaks very well they give you so much detail about what will be the end of life our Lord God Jesus Christ was walking with the disciple and one of the disciples asked him, tell him, do you see how beautiful this building here? He's talking about the altar. The altar is so beautiful. For the Lord actually gave a prophecy. Tell him, by the way, this altar will be destroyed. I'm not going to get spiritually to this, but it could be my altar destroyed any time. If I have to be ready. All of us who have the altar of the Lord. Then the disciple discovered that, you know, it seemed like Jesus knew the future. And they asked Jesus a question that all of us will struggle with it. Especially we went through the pandemic. What will be the sign of the end of life? We'll have to know that. What will be the sign of the end of life? And Jesus actually spoke to them about really the destruction of Jerusalem, which already happened in, 1960, uh, in the year 68, in the hand of Titus the king. Then after that, actually, he started to give them details. Matter of fact, I will ask you when you go home, read Matthew 24 and also Mark 13, you will find very well detailed about what will happen. He talked about what will happen to the believers, what will happen to the nature, what will happen to the world. And then told him there will be a false teaching and a false prophets will come. Even uh, uh, false teaching, false uh, prophets will come in my name. And he actually gave an explanation what will be the end moment that he will come, that God will come in his glory to judge the living dead, and he will send his elect one to the four corner to really gather all of them. Some is still alive that they gather them, and then the son, will, the son of man will become in his glory to judge the living and the dead. But in last week, his gospel actually said, but you know what? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about this. I know all of us really have the dilemma. When will be the sign? What will happen? And every time each one of us will go through a certain devastation or a certain struggle or a pandemic or a famine or basically an earthquake, we say, that's it. This is the end of life. Last week, I bought a condition. said, by the way, I wanted to watch and pray. It means be alert. In today's gospel, and today also the, the Catholic epistle, which I want to go over it quickly with you. It's a beautiful second Peter chapter 3. St. Peter actually raising the same question. Read with me verse 4. He said, and saying, where is, the com where is the promise of his coming? People will ask, where? How? How the promise? For since the fathers fall asleep, all things continue as they were before, from the beginning of the creation. He said, you know, what will happen? Nothing will happen to the world. There will be no end of life. Actually, this is just, you know, since God created the whole world from the beginning until now, we've been seeing second coming, second coming, second coming. Not will happen. Then he continued actually talk about really what will be the detailed of the second coming. So people sometimes is doubting what will be the second coming. And he started to give actually a very important conditions about what will be. 
He said, uh, verse 8, when you follow with me, but beloved, do not forget this one thing. He put a very important condition here. So it makes it feel like, well, ah, oh, it's still earthquake, it's still war, nation against, yeah, that, it's still a long time. Let me take my time and you know what? And he put a condition here. He said, my beloved, don't forget one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is a one year, one day, which means a very important foundation or a condition here for us. Remember, one day with the Lord, it could be a thousand years. And a thousand years could be one day, which means you can close your eyes and you find, you know what, that's it. This is the end of life here. This should be the end of day. Don't say, oh, it's still a long time. Because in your eyes, one thousand years is going to take a long time. But in God's eyes, one day equal to one a one thousand year, and one thousand year equal to one day. This is a very important condition that the Lord tells us. Because you know what, can you imagine all of us in March 2020? All of us suddenly, the world has stopped completely. Can you imagine if somebody come before the pandemic tell us, by the way, I'm going to tell you, there will be a day, nobody, you cannot come out of your house. You cannot go to the airport. You cannot call Uber. Nothing is working. Luckily, you're just going to go find some food and eat, and that's it. You cannot go to a restaurant to eat. I will tell him, no way out. Are you kidding me? No way out. I will never believe you. Guess what? There's no flying. Nobody will fly. I tell him, no way out. And you know, all of us, God granted us to see this. All of us here, it doesn't matter how old you are right now. We have seen this by our eyes. But, and suddenly, one day, things change completely. Life changed completely. For the very important aspect here, one day with the Lord equal to what? One thousand year. And one thousand year equal to eight one day. But don't worry about it. In verse 6 and 7, he starts talking about the heaven will go away. But I want to continue with that. He said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Once the Lord, he promised something, he's not slack. He's not just going to be basically, look, I promise you something. That's why in today's gospel, he said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my word will not pass away. Confirmation that God's word will happen. God's word will happen. But the problem is, don't worry about it. what will happen in the future. But focus on one thing he's going to tell us right now. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but he but is long suffering, which means one very important. Our Lord is very patient. God has so much patience in us. But the key is one thing how can you and I understand that there will be the end of life here? Well, by the way, end of life, it could be my end of the end of life or end of the world, it will be my end of life here on earth. Yeah, and during 9-11, 3,000 people went to their home, work, they never came back home. That will be the end of life for them here. You and I, we do not know what will happen to us tomorrow. For one day equal to 1,000, but also the end of life, it could be any day for me. For therefore, but the Lord is patient. He's so patient. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. He's not slack concerning his promise, but he is patient, waiting, waiting, waiting till the right time will come. And remember, one day equal to 1,000 years, and 1,000 years will, will, will be equal to one year. But he said eh, he should not perish, but he should repent. And he put something here, another condition. He said, by the way, remember one thing. The day of the Lord will be like, come like a thief. The, Lord, the day of the Lord, which as I mentioned right now, the day of the Lord could be any day for me. 
could be the day that I leave here, that will be the end of the day. For therefore, the condition, the second condition today, the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, which the heaven will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with the ferment heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. That's it, will be that. That's it. But he says something very beautifully, and I wanted to read it for you. Therefore, since all things will happen, will be dissolved, what manner of a person ought you be to be? What manner of a person? What exactly I should do? This is a very important point here. St. Peter actually put in front. What manner of a person? What should I do? He's saying, you know, what manner of a person? And he put, therefore, since all these things will, ha will happen, will be dissolved, what manner of a person ought you to be? And he put two conditions here. Number one, he said, you need to be in holy conduct and godliness. Holy conduct. conduct. What you do, what you do is reflect who you are. First, said, the first condition that, remember, to be in holy content and godliness, which means to live a life of holiness. And by the way, I want to, when you hear the light of holiness, all of us, including myself, is, wow, I'm not going to be like Bob Corollas. When you think about life of holiness, you think about great saints. But let me give you a beautiful definition, our understanding as an Orthodox, what's holiness? What's holiness for me? Holiness is not really to reach, to be perfect. Because the only one is perfect is what? Is God. But I love Bob, Bob Tawadros actually in one of his sermons said something very, he said, Bob Tawadros said, holiness is someone walking with God. Somebody walking with God every day. Are you going to struggle? Yes. Are you going to fall into sin? Yes. But you walk with God every day. Like in the Old Testament, we see somebody God talk him, Enoch. Enoch, we do not know anything about him. But one of this man was very holy, and God took him right away, because he walked with God. So holiness, how to walk with God every day? Are you walking with God? Are you walking with God? That's life of holiness. So holiness is not being perfect, but holiness is a person that is walking with God. Someone is desiring and longing for God. Somebody desiring and longing for God. The Bible should know that God, he says something very said. Repentance, when your heart long for God, it's a repentance. When I'm sitting with myself, I said, Ah, oh, I did something wrong. I long for God. That's repentance. For somebody desiring God, you desire God every day. You want to read the Bible. You want to, do, you want to, you want to pray. You desire God. You get into their car, you desire God. You get to your house, you desire God. You sleep, you desire God. That's holiness. So holiness does not mean you be perfect. And that's good. This. Well, I can actually holiness is somebody desiring God every day in his life. This is, by the way, a quote by Bob Tawadros. And not only that, he continues, he said, Bob Tawadros in his beautiful sermon, he said, holiness is, a, is, a, is grace, God's grace in our life. And the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. Yeah, and how can I know that I, uh, the Holy Spirit, all of us receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holiness, how can I really energize the Holy Spirit inside of me? That's what holiness but today, the gospel, uh, St. Peter is telling us, don't worry about the end of the world. I know you really love to know what will be the end of the life. You love to know what will happen. You can read about it. It's the most dilemma question that all of us will struggle every day in our life. But the most important, what matter of a person or what manner of a person you should be, 
He said, number one, you should be in holy conduct. In holy conduct. Living a life of holiness. Life of holiness does not mean perfect, but struggling every day to get close to God. Struggling every day to have a relationship with God. Struggling every day to be with God. You fall into sin, you come back to God. And that's what holiness. You keep walking with God and eh, desiring God. Somebody fighting the good fight. That's what St. Paul said. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Holiness is a life that really, when we talk about that, we talk about relationship with God, the, holiness, the type of holiness, the, your heart, your mind, your eyes, your, eh, the most important thing, your conduct, the seerah. Seertak tukun halwa. Seertak tukun halwa. For that one. That's the first condition. Number two, actually, Sidi, looking for, for, looking for and hasting the coming of the day of the coming of the Lord. Means, eh, you get excited to look for the, that day here. Once you live a life of holiness, you are excited for that day here. You are not worried about that day. You are not worried about that day. Doesn't matter it happened today, tomorrow, 1,000 years, but you are really looking forward. Looking forward, you know, can you imagine, kid, if you are away for school, for college student? I know some of them go away right now. You look, for, you look forward for the day that the school off. You run, you come home right away. Imagine, kid, you're looking forward for that. Faizid, actually, the two conditions here, you have to be in a, in living a life of holiness in a holy content. And number two, actually, looking and hasting means without hesitation, thinking about the day of the Lord every day in your life here. I hope today, actually, when you go home, read the readings again. I love the reading today of St. Peter, chapter 3, 2 Peter, chapter 3, telling us, you know what, don't worry about it. One day with the Lord will be equal to one thousand year. And remember, the day of the Lord will come like a thief. You do not know. But the two conditions that he's asking us today to do one thing. Number one, be in holy conduct and godliness. And be thinking about, be always longing for that day. Thinking about that day here. Once you think about this day always, think about heaven, you will find yourself, you become heaven. May God bless you. And may God grant all of us to be ready for that day. And glory be to God forever and ever.